all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. And you guys have heard me say that if I ever run ads on this show, it will only be with a company that I fully support because I believe their intention is to make a positive difference in the world. Well, I'm pleased to announce that day has arrived and that this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash Positive Head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash Positive Head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, on this week's interview episode, I'm very excited to have Michelle Chalfant here with me on the show. Michelle is a truth seeker, holistic therapist, author, and host of the amazing Adult Chair podcast. Uh, very happy to have you. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brandon. This Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we've been uh, talking about this for a while. It's been on the books here for a while. And I always love having other uh, podcast hosts because, well, you know the drill so well. It's really easy (laughs) to talk. I get the chance to just sit back and do my very best to uh, let someone else have the mic uh, as much as possible until I get really, really excited. And I, I sometimes talk over people. I've had a few people who like, Brandon, you talk over people too much. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I get excited, you know? So I'll try my best not to do that. And uh, this is all about you and what you're up to and all the magical, wonderful things you're creating in the world. I would like to start with the same question I always open with. Uh, My listeners know I'm predictable where this is concerned. And uh, it just gives us a real good idea of of where you're coming from. And and the question is, you're in an elevator. You got 10 floors to answer. The guy next to you looks over, says, what's your passion? What do you say? Mm, Truth. Without a doubt. All right. I am. I have been a speaker or a speaker. (laughs) I am a speaker, but I've been a seeker my whole life. And I've I've been turning under. Hold on. Let me start over. I have been um, looking under rocks and finding mentors and teachers and you name it in order to find truth. And that is something that has been my whole life. So, yes, I would say I truth is my answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a I have a sweatshirt from many, many years ago. I've had it over 10 years and it's all torn up and raggedy and it says truth seeker on it. So I, uh, I definitely, I definitely relate to that. And I always say, um, it's all about just turning over rocks. That's our, that's our job. Like is to just follow, 
follow our intuition, follow our nose, follow our heart and turn over rocks without expectation and see, you know, what pops out. And of course, there's going to be some that have uh, a super secret, wonderful uh, Easter egg there waiting for us. And, uh, you know, that's really all we have to do. Definitely. I think I think that you I was just going to say something that you said, which is follow your heart. And I find that when we speak and find truth, it's it resonates. There's something deep inside of us and it's like striking a chord and it feels so right and so true. We know that it's truth where sometimes we'll hear something else and it'll be like, no, that's mm-hmm. not right. That's not exactly right. So we have to keep looking and seeking. So yeah, it's how does it feel in the heart space? Absolutely. Yeah. I always, uh, that's a big one for, I think a lot of us, especially those of us who are very analytical and cerebral is learning to move from the head into the heart space. And I even, uh, you know, someone showed me an exercise, uh, a couple of years ago that I just absolutely love just literally taking the energy, you know, all of our, we have so much energy in our, in our heads, right? I mean, everyone thinks of themselves right. as living, you know, out of your eyes in your brain kind of thing. That's where I reside. But really, your, your soul extends beyond, way beyond the body, actually. And, uh, the heart is really meant to be the driver's seat, I believe. And so focusing on, um, and we're going to talk about guided meditations that you do. And maybe you even already have something. If not, you should consider it moving you know, taking and really moving the energy from your head into your heart space. And I I was doing that, uh, you know, at the urging of someone. And I was like, wow, this is really powerful. How much um, different it feels almost and and just more natural to have your center of gravity, if you will, of your being in in that heart space as opposed to always up and up, you know, in the higher, you know, head region. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, that one thing that's really helpful for people, because we do live in a society where people say, what do you think? You know, we don't hear, well, how does that make you feel? Or can you, can you help me feel this? And about, I don't remember how long I wasn't living here. It had to be 15 some years ago. I remember learning from a teacher, um, start asking the question, you know, how does it feel? So now I've gotten in this just, it's just the way that I speak with my friends. I'll say, can you feel something for me? Not, what do you think Uh, about this? And I'm asking them to like run an idea that I have um, through their mind and then tuning into the heart and does the heart expand Mm -hmm. or contract? And oh my God, I mean, our heart and, and our, and our inner being are the internal GPS that we all have, but we go to the mind so, so quickly and we get confused where if you go to your heart, it's like, do you expand or do you oh, contract? I love that. And then you know what the next step is if, if you're an I'm expansion. so borrowing. I'm so yeah. borrowing that. Yeah, it's just That a is such a way. great, can, can you feel this for me? You know, <laughs> like what a wonderful, um, you know, it, yeah. it makes me think of uh, another one of my friends I had on recently, <laughs> Connor. He always says, you know, talk talks about and and i think of a couple of people i've had on actually savon bomar a friend of mine as well they talk they always used um you know talking about inner standing you know instead of understanding and it kind of makes me think of that mm, like yeah like yeah, yeah so well yeah. let's uh we have to drop what I what I call like below the chin. Like it, people live chin up, and I always say you got to drop Ooh, chin like down. And people don't know how to do oh, that. They I go, like what? that. You're, you you have <laughs> all, you've already hit me with a couple of really good like sayings and thoughts. Like I'm all about like I, I absolutely just love uh, using words in a different way. And uh, you know, it seems like that's uh, part of your. I think our our 
paths are very, very similar in many ways. So I look forward to all the the, the golden nuggets that you're going to sprinkle throughout the show today. Let's start, though, at the <laughs> beginning and tell us a little bit about your your story, your background um, in, you know. Oh, boy. OK. My, yeah. My well, you can general, see you can um, leave out a few like details. Said, but, you I know. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How long do we have here? Um, I was, uh, um, I, I honestly have been somebody that's been a seeker of truth. Like I said, like my whole life, I don't remember a time when I wasn't asking a million questions <laughs> to everybody. And I, and I was, I was telling you earlier, you know, I was born and raised Catholic and Catholic school. And I remember going to my priest saying, I don't understand this. You need to explain this. You need to explain that. You, you know, it doesn't make sense to me. And because of that, you know, in my growing up years, it really pushed me into going deeper inside of myself and learning more about what is truth. So now I would consider myself much more or not, not a religious person, but a very spiritual person, but um, also growing up with you know, a typical, I should say not typical, but a dysfunctional family. I don't know of anyone that has a functional family, like a perfect, it's happy, just a matter of to home, what degree, right? what degree <laughs> is the dysfunction does. is really the question. Exactly. So I grew up, um, with alcoholism in the, and, and I grew up, I'm, I'm Italian. So I grew up in, up in Rochester, New York. And, you know, we were very close to the family. Like everybody, you know, I was raised not just by my parents. It was aunts, uncles, grandmother, you know, it was all together. So there was alcoholic, alcoholism. There was, um, codependency and meshment, um, all kinds of fun things. So because of that, again, because I'm a seeker and always trying to find resolve and help and find truth, it pushed me into, um, a, a master's in counseling and going on to get my license. But all the while in my parallel life, always seeking truth and becoming more and more spiritual. And again, finding out what is that voice inside of me. So. All these years later now, I have um, really taken all that I've learned over all these years, and now I have a practice, and I would call it a very eclectic, holistic kind of practice or integrative practice. I am a therapist, but very a very integrative kind of therapist. I use, you know, I really am holistic. I use some grounded, you know, traditional techniques, but very intertwined with some energy medicine, meditation, even sometimes chakra work. Once in a great while, I'll, I'll use um, energy medicine, which I used to use a lot more um, in my uh, many years ago. But I, if, if someone needs it, I pull it out of my pocket and we do it kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, so now I have a private practice and um, I've developed this model called the adult chair, and it is a way to help people get into the healthiest, highest version of themselves. And that's what the whole podcast is around. And like you just said, I do have guided meditations and I offer classes and I'm building a um, online class right now to teach people. It's a really easy user-friendly tool or model that helps people get unstuck, that helps people with if they have codependency or depression or anxiety or any of these common things that most of us have, or many of us have, I should say, growing up, you know, what do you do with it? And that's what this model is all about. And it's really easy to use. Um, most people say my <laughs> podcast is like free counseling and it is because I go on there and I talk about this. This is how you do this. And I break it down. Cool. So it's really easy to understand and then to apply. So that's pretty much what I do now. And I'm writing. Um, I have the free ebook, but of course I have a bigger book that's coming out too. It's all happening in 2018, Brandon. It's a very, very busy year for me. So, yep. 
that's what I do. It is a big year. I, you know, I think it's a I think it's a big year in general. Um, all of that sounds amazing. And of course, we're going to dive in and I want to learn more about the adult chair, but um, in, in the model itself. And um, but yeah, I feel like it's a it's a big year for like the world. You know, um, I had a numerology uh, a show where we talked about, you know, the fact that it's an 11 year and um, which is a master number. And I, it feels like there's just so much bubbling up and the world is changing quickly and so many people are coming online spiritually speaking and having these awakenings and you know incredible um you know sometimes uh mystical experiences and you know tapping into other dimensions it's like there's just a lot happening and so it's going to be uh uh, it's going to be a ride that's for sure because as we record we're first on january I agree. One of the first shows that I did for anyone who's listening, like July. <laughs> I know, right? Um, the one of the first shows I did, I did something I don't normally do, but I had an astrologer that I use um, on for the first show of the year, just to kind of let us know, like, what the heck's going on in 2018? Because 17 was a hard year for so many of us, and she even said, "This is a much lighter year. Get ready." You know, as you probably heard on your show, it's just so I'm very looking forward to 18. Um, but 17, thank God, is over. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a trying one for a lot of people. So it was. It brought up a lot of our shadow stuff and our triggers and things that were in the unconscious that we didn't want to look at, but we had to look at it. And this year is much lighter. Thank 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 goodness. goodness. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's dive into uh, the adult chair and your show and what you you know you touched on a little bit. What exactly is is the model? And, And you know, can you give us the yeah, the, the best version you can, at least over over the show. Yeah, well, again, it's a model of transformation, and it takes people from wherever they are to help them then to get in their adult, what I call the adult chair, which is again the healthiest, highest version of themselves. And when I use the word highest, it means conscious. Um, so the model is based on three chairs, and we have. We start out with a child chair and everyone starts here from age mm-hmm. zero to six. This is when we learn all about true feelings, true emotions or feelings, um, creativity, spontaneity, our passion is here, vulnerability, intimacy, creativity, all of these things. Fun sits in that chair. And then around the age of six or seven is when the ego really comes a lot stronger online and we stop living in the moment like we're doing in the child and then we move into this place because of the ego which is the seat of the survivor this next phase called the adolescent phase the adolescent chair um, is all about living in the past or the future it can't live in the moment it's too unsafe so it's got to always be on the lookout for what's coming in front of me and what's coming you know in the and what's in my past so this is where we learn to make up all kinds of stories and assumptions and and i'm sure you know this but stories and assumptions are typically 97 percent of the time not true or they don't come true so but we live in this place of thought and the mind is trying to keep us safe, keep us safe, keep us safe. So this is the chair that, that we, we sit in from about the age of seven to post-adolescent phase, which is about 25. And here we learn again, living in past and future, storing assumption. Um, this is where 
codependency would form, addiction sit here, the controller, the pessimist, the, the pessimist, the critic, all of these parts of us, it's the seat of the survivor. So this is where we learn to put masks on to, to become someone else that's more likable and lovable. We become not ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, as children, we're so pure and we come in and we're innocent. And then we, we go into the six or seven until about 25. And, you know, we have to go through middle school in this phase. And it's like, Oh, you don't like me. So maybe if I become this person, then you'll like me. And yeah. we start moving away from our true self during this whole phase. And then around 25, um, this is when the prefrontal cortex is much more online. You know, parts of the brain are more developed. But in addition to that, more consciousness is able to come in and if we had parents that were able to model for us how we live in this healthy version of ourselves, then we quite naturally become a really beautiful balance of, again, what happens in the child. So it's like all the emotions and feelings, as well as we become not living in the masks of this adolescent phase, but we become aware of them. So we're stepping out from this conscious space and looking at what's happening. But then we choose from this really high healthy place called our healthy adult and that's living in your adult chair. So again, unfortunately, most of us don't have these parents or caregivers that teach us how to do that and model for us how to live in this healthy version of ourselves. So we get stuck, emotionally speaking, living from this adolescent chair. And even though we're physically growing, we get stuck in this adolescent chair. So the goal of the model is how do I then live in my adult chair? So that's where all these tools come in. We identify where we are and then we go, okay, so how do we then move into the adult chair? And it's very energy based. So I ha- actually have three chairs in my office. I have a little chair, you know, the little girl or the little girl, the little child chair, the adolescent, and then the adult chair. And when people sit in the chairs, they'll report back and say, you know, there's even like a, f- a faster energy in the adolescent chair. I'm like, yeah, the energy there when it's within us moves really fast. But the adult is present moment. It's setting boundaries. It's uh, consciousness. It's um, compassion for self and others. Um, it's the observer of the thought. It's the it's the part that can actually connect into the feelings and feel the feelings. It's a very high place to live. So that's our goal. That's basically the whole model in a nutshell. Wow. So what are the so so you sort of assess where your your clients are whoever you're dealing with um where they're at and sort of what their hang-ups are and then uh, just uh, you know proceed to try and shift them to you know the the healthiest greatest and greatest version of themselves as you mentioned is that is that correct yeah, well, that's that's what's so user friendly about this whole model is like I'm not shifting them. Of course, I can offer them tools. Yeah, but they identify like I. In fact, I had a client yes yesterday that came in. She's like, I know I was not in my adult chair. I got in a fight with my husband and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> she goes, but this is and then she said, but this is what I could have said, or I could have said this. And she goes, and it was blah, blah, blah. And I said, exactly. And she goes, that's my adult. I said, yes, that's the healthy part of you that would say that. So people just start learning again. It, it, it Yes, I can offer the tools, but again, they're all on my podcast or they're on, on the website. Um, I can offer tools, but I'm not exactly doing this quote unquote diagnosing. In fact, I don't like to diagnose people. I don't like to label people, but I have the terms like codependency or narcissism or things like that. The controller in this... Um, 
in the adolescent share because other people identify with those structures. So then they go, oh, wait a minute, I'm codependent. What do I do about that? Right. So, yeah. So, yes, I certainly guide people if they're stuck, but um, a lot of it's so user-friendly. They can find out where they are and then they, they learn, how do I move into my adult? And they start experiencing the energy. And you know what that's like when you live from this conscious place. And I want to share this with everybody that's that's hearing this. It's not this zend out in meditative state 247, okay? It's like when I'm in my adult, I'm feeling all my emotions. So it's like, I may be really angry and I may set a boundary with you. So it's not this, you know, sitting in a meditation pose all the time. It's it's living your life, but with presence, um, observing thoughts, not getting triggered by those thoughts because I'm sitting in right. observance. It's living with compassion for myself. It's finding my truth. It's being vulnerable. I, so I connect into the child part of myself where my vulnerability sits. And I say, you know what? I'm going to let this person see my true self. And I'm going to tell them what's true about me right now. And I'm scared, but I'm going to take this mask off. So it's like really living in that truth place and being brave enough to do it. And we're brave enough because we have this energy of the adult coming in. It's the higher self energy that comes down into us and helps us to be brave and helps us to be present and things like that. Well, very cool. Does that all make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. What are the, uh, what are the, some of the most common hangups or what is sort of the, what is the, you know, if it, let's take all the people, the thousands and thousands of people that are going to hear this <laughs> broadcast. So yeah. uh, hear this podcast, mm-hmm. what would you say? And I know everyone's uni- uh, unique and on their own, mm-hmm. you know, trajectory and path, but what are some of the most common themes that you find that people, you know, where they're stuck and, and, you know, and what would you sort of do to help shift their perspective to unstuck? unstick them is that a word (laughs) get them unstuck (laughs) get them unsticky (laughs) unstickify them (laughs) yes Uh, well i there are definitely some things that pop into my mind number one anxiety Mm. and people come in like i'm anxious i don't know what you know what do i do about this so many people come in with anxiety and i have defined anxiety by through the adult chair to me anxiety is a physical manifestation of unfelt emotions. Mm. Interesting. Because what's anxiety? Like when people come in and they'll say, well, I ha- I'm anxious. I don't know what to do. Can you give me something? You know, can you give me an idea? And I say, yeah, let's first understand what anxiety is. So if we have three chairs in front of us, I, I demo this in the chairs and I'll say, so, so this little, this little kid part of you who's like zero to six <laughs> is having all this emotion come through them. And then what happens is this other part of you called the adolescent part, this egoic part, which by the way, has an, the emotional age, the average emotional age of about a 12 year old. Interesting. So if all this disturbance, you know, is going on in the body, let's say I feel really unsafe. I feel really unloved and it's rippling through the body. What happens is the mind comes in, which is the adolescent chair comes in that egoic part and goes, I need to stop this. So I'm going to push it down. But there's, the, there's a lot of energy, as you know, from emotion. So the emotions are rising up and the brain or the mind is pushing down that emotion. That creates tension in the body. Think about two cars going bumper to bumper at 150 miles an hour. Yep. Right? I mean, it's like a lot of things going on in the body. So that's where shortness of breath comes from. 
that's where stomach ache comes from. That's where my shoulder's being tense. Because that's what, when I ask people, how do you know you have anxiety? They go, well, I feel it. And I say, what does it feel like? And they say, you know, I'm jittery, I this, I, tightness of throat, da, 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 all, it's physical. They're all physical manifestations. And then the next thing I do is I say, okay, so let's slow everything down. This is, this is what our healthy adult would do. Let's take a slow, deep breath really slow. Let's take a few of those and let's bring everything down and let's get curious. Another word of our adult, let's just get curious about what's going on inside of me. I don't need a paragraph. All that I want to know is, wow, I'm going to notice, really tune into the fact that my stomach Mm. is in knots. Okay. So, be with that. Be with the knots in your stomach. So, with some people, All that I do, it's a lot of somatic work. So I'm sitting and I'm helping them be with their feelings in the physical body. And then they find, because energy is always in motion, it's they start to move. And then they might say, you know, Mm -hmm. it's gone. (laughs) Like, Yeah, it's that fast. But we don't slow down enough to tune into our emotions or to, to even to tune into the physical manifestation in the body. So oftentimes we're just following the physical feelings in the body and it moves. And other times people come in and go, I'm just really stressed. I think my wife is going to leave me. I don't know what to do. I'm like, so what's that feel like? What's the emotion? I'm in total fear. I have loneliness coming up. Okay, can we sit with those emotions? And that person might cry. They might get angry, you know, whatever it is. But we let those emotions come through, boom, the anxiety is gone. I see it time and time again. I use this with myself. I grew up, I had a ton of anxiety. Like bringing awareness to it and allowing it the space to be. And it it is how you you get it unstuck from wherever in the body. And, you know, I was talking to, and I brought this up very recently on the show and I uh, a couple days ago, actually, I was talking to a friend who was um, getting a deep tissue massage. I, I think it's called Rolfing. Are you familiar with this? Yeah, yeah. And 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 yeah, and it, Rolfing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very she much. was like, "Oh my gosh!" I was shocked. All of a sudden, it caused by you know, it basically jarred loose these emotions that are stuck physically in my body, and all of a sudden, I want to cry and scream and yes. all these things. And it's it's sort of like tapping, right? It's the same kind of emotional freedom technique. Same kind of stuff can happen. Yeah, and it's such evidence that yeah, you are you know, trapping emotions in your, your body when you're feeling, you know, uh, negativity and anxiousness or whatever the, the emotion is and how important it is to, to find a way to release these things because otherwise they can, you know, turn into something worse. Right. And that's where you get a lot of your sickness and illness and diseases and things Absolutely. Uh, because it just festers. I agree. hundred percent. It just festers. It sits in the body. It's got to be released. This is what, in my opinion, again, depression is because we're taking these emotions and this adolescent part, this adolescent chair from the adolescent chair and pushing down these emotions. In fact, I'm taking this little child chair and I'm throwing it into the basement and locking the door. I don't want to know what these emotions are. They're too painful. So that's depression. And people will come in and they'll say, I'm numb. I don't know what to do. I'm depressed. You know, I want I'm, my doctor wants to put me on all these meds, which again, I'm like, if you need right. meds, go ahead. But can we try a few things first? And people I've worked with have come off of anxiety meds just from me working with them right. and feeling their emotions, doing just what I just talked to you about. Same with depression. 
So it's like, oh my gosh, let's try these few things first. And it's amazing what can happen if we stop going outside of ourselves for the answer and going inside. And you and I have talked about that in the beginning of the show. You know, our inside, our heart is the GPS system. We want to go outside for that treating quick fix, the, that quick Xanax, treating that the quick effect pill, instead of the cause, is, right? When actually, that's what our whole society know, is doing. Yeah, just get in touch with yourself. Yes. I think it was, um, was it Thich Nhat Hanh? Somebody said, I loved this quote. You know, he was talking about emotions and negative emotions. And he said, um, and I don't remember if it was Oprah or somebody said, you know, what do I do with them? And he said, invite them to tea. <laughs> mm, like, I, I love, love that. that. Like, it's be so good. with them. It's like your demons, the same thing. It's the yes. same. Yes. I've heard the same thing. Like, you know, sit down and invite your, your demons to tea. It's like, that's really, they're just, it's all energy. Um, it's whether all you energy. give it, it's all energy looking to be transformed and waiting for you yep. to to uh, deal with it. And the beautiful thing is behind a, a lot of these blockages and um, these demons are sort of, it's, it's like the caterpillar butterfly. It's like a demon turns into an angel. It's, it's the lump of coal turning into a diamond. There's a gift behind it for you waiting to be discovered behind all your challenges. And if you can approach your challenges from this, uh, knowing this, this perspective that it is a, a, it is a blessing in disguise in some way. Now you take this thing that's on its way to maybe festering and turning into a disease and you transform it into a great gift. And what a, what a wonderful exactly. journey to go. It's a very, very good reason to, um, invite them to tea, I would say. That is like a what you just talked about is a huge part of the adult chair model, which is you have to get to know your parts. And and instead of me saying, you know, Michelle is have or you know, if I said to you like, oh gosh, you know, I am lonely. It's like I'm not lonely. There's a part of me that's lonely. So I think of us like puzzles, nah. like maybe a hundred or a thousand piece puzzle, right? Or multifaceted, so multi-dimensional. Exactly. So what I encourage people to do, and I teach people how to do this, is you just get to know the part of you that feels lonely or I'm not lovable or I don't deserve fill in the blank. So when we do that, again, we typically find it might be in the body where we feel like a knot in the stomach. Okay, well, I'm feeling like I'm really, I don't feel like, um, let's just use this. I feel really bad or I'm a fraud or something. Okay, what does that part look like? And we give it an image where maybe it's a blob of energy or maybe it's me when I was eight years old. I have a part of Michelle. <laughs> I always laugh. It's like I call her feral Michelle. <laughs> so when I get really angry, <laughs> when I get really angry, um, I'll sit and I'll go, okay, wait a minute. Who's so angry? And she has actually transformed over the years. And she just comes, you know, in the beginning she came on more, but now she doesn't come around all that much anymore. But if I get angry about something, I'll tune in and I'm like, oh, there she is. It's feral Michelle. Um Who's the guy, you know who she reminds me of? Who's the guy from Lord of the Rings um, mm -hmm. that lived by Gollum? the river? The guy with the ring. The guy that's like, yes. Oh my gosh, you're Gollum. <laughs> like she's like, yes, yes. So my she's precious. like tattered and torn clothing. No, you know, like her, she's all dirty. She's crying. She's screaming. She swears at me all the time. And she's like 12. Wow. So I'll talk to her and I just stand from my adult and I just get an image of her coming toward me. I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she'll be like, 
This fucking guy. Yeah, yeah sure. Say that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I swore. This effing guy, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he said this, and I just stand there from my healthy adult place, my mature Michelle place, and I'll say, tell mm-hmm. me more. And I, and I want to know everything that that part is feeling and thinking, and I hear it all, and that's where the transformation starts to happen. Just feeling heard is the greatest gift we can give to any part of ourselves or any other human being yeah. for that matter. But And then I'll turn to that part and I go, thank you so much, but I just want you to know I really love you. I Aww. really, really love you. And then right in front of my eyes, that part starts wow. to transform wow. every single time. Yeah, it makes me think of a friend, uh, a good friend of mine who, um, and I brought this up recently on the show, who was talking to me and we were, you know, having some some conversation just about our, our journeys to to healing and self, you know, self healing and the journey that she's on. And she's like, yeah, you know, I have all all of a sudden have visions uh, out of nowhere of me, like just stabbing myself repeatedly. You know, that's a pretty extreme visual image. What would you say to someone who's having something like that intense come up? How would you, how would you sort of, you know, um, coach that counsel that? Yeah. So I would, I would get in touch with that part Mm -hmm. Okay, and oftentimes too, remember, it might not even be from our own consciousness, but part Mm -hmm. of that collective consciousness. But either way, no matter what, I get in touch with that part because I want to transform it because we're all light beings underneath this whole illusion. So I will sit and I'll look at that part that might be wanting to stab me and I'll say, hey, what's going on? Like, I'm here for you. And I, I'm holding my, what I call my adult stance. You know, I'm like just very in my adult. I'm very present. And that part, again, will be so mad. And the greatest thing that I see that can transform these parts is when I look at it, I'll either say, it's time for you to go. And I'll see a light come down in through the room and I just put it in the light or I tell it I love it. And then I put it in the light. But either way, it transforms. It's all, everything is, is energy. Even thought is all energy, as you know. So I want to transform it. And I don't want it part of my field if it's, if it's in this negative energy, right? So I just transform it. So I'll get to know it. I talk to it. I tell it I'm here. I liken these parts to, or excuse me, I liken the adult chair to when we check in with our parts. Think about yourself being like the greatest CEO to the most awesome company and you're doing a Monday morning meeting. So you sit down mm-hmm. as the CEO, that's the adult, and you're listening to all these employees around this table. Let's say there's 20 or 10 or however many employees that are showing up that day. And you're just checking in going, hey, what do you have going on? And they might go, well, I'm really mad at so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And, and as a CEO, you don't buy mm-hmm. into it, right? You go, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Who's next? Thank you for sharing. Who's next? Thank you for sharing. And in the end, you go, thank you all for sharing. So these are all voices and parts. Typically, sometimes they're from the child, but typically they're coming from this adolescent part of us. It's the masks. It's this fragmented parts off. So we want to sit, connect into those parts, thank them because they're trying to protect us. Let's face it. They're here to serve a purpose. But then from my adult, I'll say, I'm going to choose now what to do, but I appreciate you all watching out for me. Thank you so much. And the meeting's adjourned. It's done. So it's checking in with all these parts. It's learning how to listen really, really well. And again, we would rather take a quick pill, have a glass of wine, eat some food in order not to hear what these parts are saying. And this is great, by the way, for ruminating thoughts too. Mm-hmm. People that have ruminating thoughts get in touch with those. What's the feeling? What's the emotion underneath those thoughts? So... That was a yeah. very long bringing, answer to your question. No, yeah. no, that's what I wanted. And in bringing, you know, not, I mean, would you say not in addition to listening, also bringing love to the, the, 
you know, that part of yourself and saying, you know, I hear you. I love you. I, I, you know, but uh, it's, this isn't something, I mean, do you have any self-talk of sort of shifting perspective or is it just um, hearing and bringing love and, and holding space? It's typically bringing love and holding space. If there's something that seems really off to me, and this does not happen very much, but you know, sometimes there's some like really negative dark energy in someone and they're coming in or like one part of them, not all of them, remember, one part of them. And I'll say to them, can you feel that there's something a little bit off inside of you? Yes, I don't know what that is. I'm so angry lately. And as you know, you know, when we're with other people or even in the grocery store, if someone's really a negative person, some of that energy can get on us, some of that energy. And then we leave the grocery store. Now I've got this other person's energy in me and yep. it sometimes can affect us. So right. once in a while, I'll feel something on somebody and I'm like, I don't think this is you, is it? And I've had people come in and say, I feel like someone else is talking to me. It's not even me. And I'm like, let's tell that part to go. So I'm not going to tell that part that I love it. Um, I just say, you know what? Let's see the white light come down into the room. Tell that part. It's got to go because you're in charge. Let it know you got, it's got to go. So, but most of the time I am saying, Let's just, you know, even my little feral Michelle, I'm like, I'll just sit there and sometimes I want to giggle because now it makes me laugh because she's so angry. (laughs) I really love you. And they start. I remember one time I did it and I just with with little feral Michelle, I just kept saying, I love you. I really love you. And I thank you. And I love you. She morphed from a 12 year old feral Michelle to this little girl who was four years old dressed in like a little Easter Sunday dress. Like she was so cute. I'm like, wow. Like that's who's underneath all that protection. It's just a mask. Right. So when you tell the mask that you love it, it melts (laughs) and it transforms. Oh, that's beautiful. So yeah, so cute. All right. Well, now seems like a good time to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I have ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting the Positive Head podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting this show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. They have a plethora of amazing content to always keep your positive head spinning. For example, in the brand new series, Beyond the Legend, best-selling author of Chariot of the Gods, Eric Von Daniken, takes us beyond the myths and legends that have shaped our view of history to present an alternate view of historical events, megalithic structures, and archaeological discoveries. Eric's been researching this stuff for over 50 years, so if you've ever wanted to deep dive into these sorts of topics uh, that you're just not going to find on traditional networks, Eric is doing just that on Beyond the Legend. And that's just one example of fascinating content you can find on Gaia. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. So let's talk about the adult and and who the adult 
is and where the adult comes from. And this is something that I've been talking about a mm-hmm. lot late lately is, uh, you know, on the show is this um, aligning of ourselves with our higher self, uh, you know, the non-physical part of ourselves that's already been there, done that, gotten the t-shirt. It's been through this whole life. It's played out every possible uh, timeline or version of your life that's still ahead of you. It's uh, done, you know, it's been, it's already on the other end of other lives for that matter. And it's sort of like, in in some sense, it's a future you. Uh, of course, then you get into the idea of there being no time and it's really just, you know, you on another channel, if you will. Um, and the way I see it is as we move more in line with this expanded version of ourselves maybe is the best way to put it um and align with the way it views the world and it sees situations and it deals with situations um the more our life um unfolds in a way that is pleasing to us um do you resonate with those those thoughts that idea a hundred percent yeah because when i'm in my adult um and doing exactly what you're saying i have trust So we learn that, you know, I really believe that we're here for experiences. Now, what happens is I think that egoic part of us judges those experiences as good or bad, but the highest version of ourself knows we're just here for experiences. We're here for contrast. We're here for experiences. So, um, did I wait? Hold on. I lost your question. <laughs> no, you were on it. You're 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 on it. So, yeah, you're I on, was a, roll. on a roll. But I'm like, what the hell is the point? <laughs> the point is, there is no point. Um, yeah, I mean, so for, yeah. from from you know from the way I feel about it is like as we sort of bring these perspectives that the higher self has. Uh, on all situations, the more it's like flowing through us and the more it's like, you know, our job is to kind yes. of do this dance with our our little human self and uh, our higher self, our expanded self. And, you know, the more we think and view from the perspective of higher self, the more it's flowing through us, the channel is opening up and things, um, even though there may be turbulence on the ride, it's it's sort of like you become the the. Uh, the eye of the storm, right? You, the calm, peaceful center that no matter what's happening, yes. you see things from a perspective that uh, give it, um, a, you know, silver lining, right? And, and, and meaning. Yes. Well, the trust, I remember what I was going to say now. Yes. I knew if I rambled so, long enough, you would get, you'd, this, you'd find again, it again. We, yeah. Yeah. I'm here for you. you. I'm thank here for you, Michelle. Rambling. That was good. I'm good at this rambling thing. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. So when we're in our adult, okay, the highest version, meaning I've got my higher self coming down through me. Then I remember, cause I've got my higher self coming down through me. I'm connecting into my body. I'm connecting into my heart that I am here for experiences. And again, the egoic part of us says, um, I'm, I'm, this is good and this is bad, but the higher part of us, that adult part does not, does not believe that. It knows I'm here for experiences and everything leads to something else. And it is really, life really is a journey and I'm here to experience fear, 
Maybe I'm here to experience regret. Maybe I'm here to experience shame. Maybe, you know, so it's not a bad thing. I think our soul jumps up and down. It's so excited to mm-hmm. come on in and go, yes, like, please, I want to get like a horrendous <laughs> right. divorce and have my hun- husband cheat on me so right. then I can learn all about forgiveness. I'm going to learn how to find my true self. I'm going to feel lonely. I'm going to feel this. And, th- and the soul's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. But the ego comes in and goes, that, you know, I can't believe in, you know, judges. And then we get our friends yep, to yep. get on board and judge. And it's like, no, from this higher perspective, we know it's all divine. It's all part of the plan. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. Yep. It's all happening for you, so not to you. Take a step back. Exactly. And we take a step back and observe it and stay. This is the big thing, too. Like, are you connecting to yourself or are you listening to the mind? Like, again, there's that inner part. Our goal and our job, I think, is to stay connected to that part. So the higher version of me and that inner heart version of me, part of me. And when I'm connecting there, I start to see through this illusion. I remember one time my husband was, um, he's getting all upset at me for something. And I remember looking at him and I was like, oh my God, this is happening. It's so cool. Mm. I can see right through all of this. He's feels to me, his mm-hmm. energy feels like he's five years old and he was in his 40s, okay? And I said, he feels like he's five. And I'm yeah. thinking all this. I'm not saying it out loud, of course. But he's like, you didn't do this and blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, he's like five. That's so cool. Look at, he's so triggered and he doesn't even see it. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, look, now he's projecting mm-hmm. on me. Oh, that's so cool. Look at how this is happening and unfolding. I could not have done that if I'm in my adolescence here in this ego, in my defense, judging him back, doing the tango with him and getting all upset and mm-hmm. getting this huge fight. So I just listened and I said, okay. I said, um, are you done? And he goes, yeah, I'm done. And I said, <laughs> okay, thanks. I turned out and walked away. And I was like, that was cool because I could see right through it. And I think when we're in that space of what I call the adult or higher self or consciousness, we start to see through all mm. this crap that we get stuck in. We can see right through it like I did. And and I see it happening now with my clients. They're like, my mother has always triggered me. And my a client came, came in the other day and I said, did you stay connected to yourself? She goes, I stayed so connected to myself. I saw my mother's passive aggressiveness. I saw her trying to blame me. She she uh, did something else with her. And then she, I said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> she said it didn't bother me, but yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> I said, powerful. Well, there you go. You're you're your adult. It's powerful, so. and this is one yeah, that has it been changes uh, the game. You know, honestly, the most challenging for me because uh, I I am such a energized, passionate person. And of course, there's always two edges to every sword. So that's something that's yeah. served me greatly in my life. It serves me greatly on this show. It serves me greatly in my entrepreneurial ventures and relationships. But it can, you know, uh, for the longest time, and it's something I've made a lot of progress. But, you know, when someone uh, triggers my child, right? Or they come triggered at me and getting like instantly just yeah. like roped into that. And, um, you know, and, and I think what I found is, um, yeah. a lot of in between states for me when it's like, okay, I'm aware that I'm being triggered or they're being triggered. And, but I'm not quite there where I, I don't sort of still react in, in in a way but it's like there's an awareness even though i'm still maybe not being the it is like the way you described it oh okay cool are you done like but 
but really meaning that in a way that's like you're not trying to be sarcastic or yeah or you know uh instigate them or anything like that you truly are feeling completely disconnected energetically and because you see it so clearly that's quite the state to get to and that's one that um i still uh you know i'm working on and i think probably a lot of people are but i you know what my point is, is any of you guys who are sort of at those in-between states where you sort of are aware, but you're still reacting some and but you can see that you're you can see what's playing out, but you still kind of get sucked in. It's like Edgar Tolle talks about you pull you're pulling the uh, the cord on the vacuum. You see it for what it is, but it's still running a little bit afterwards, you know, um, because there's still some power there. So I think that's a part of it for a lot of people. Uh, would you agree? I do. And, and you're bringing up something that I love to talk about, which is shadow work. And, and that's all that it is. I mean, a trigger, I mean, a, a trigger is just someone else reflecting back to us something unconscious, a belief that's unconscious within us that we don't want to look at. So I, I remember learning triggers, um, or learning about the shadows. And um, I mean, Carl Jung talk, talks all about this, but De- De- Debbie Ford was one of my great teachers teaching, teaching this. But she, um, you know, when we get triggered, it's like, oh, I started getting excited. I'm like, cool, another unconscious part of me now that I'm able to find out about because otherwise they stay hidden. So when I started getting triggered, I was like, okay, not that it feels comfortable, by the way, because I found things like, I'm unlovable, I'm bad, mm-hmm. I don't matter. You know, all these things started coming out. But when we can look at them and really sit with them and again, invite them to tea and be with these parts and go, oh my gosh, you know, I really love you, little Michelle, that feels so bad or that feels unlovable or whatever it is. And gosh, all of a sudden, that part of us is exposed. And then what do you know? The trigger is not there. Either we're less triggered or it's just not there. Now, like when I get, I, I, now when I get lonely, lonely used to just demolish me. Like I would be like, oh, you know, I moved away from all my family living here. I don't like living here. I want to move back closer to my family. So when I first moved here, lonely would come in and I'd be like, oh my God, I can't even function. Now when my lonely comes in, which is infrequently, I go, oh, there it is. Hi, lonely. Oh, it's just here. It's temporary. Right, right. It's coming for a visit. You're stopping by. Doesn't throw me anymore. You know, it's like, oh, okay, done. You know, it's such a powerful way to uh, frame it. When you know, oh, lonely, stopping by. Hey, lonely, how are you, old friend? Good to see you. Sending you love. You know, it's just a wonderful way to frame it when you really start to understand yep. that you are this multi-layered, multi-dimensional being with all these different facets and puzzle pieces as you said and it doesn't mean you've got to crumble to the floor and say oh this is who and what I am fully and this is all that I am and I am nothing more than loneliness 110% it's like no you're not that's you know that's a part of yourself that's come that's coming up for um for love and healing right exactly it's coming up for love and healing it doesn't know it's bad but when we, again, when we buy into it. And from the and highest it, perspective, it really isn't even bad. Like no. you said, when you're really viewing things from the higher self, it's like that's the the contrast right. that, you know, you wanted to experience. And, and I love exactly. the way you put that, too. The soul is jumping up and down. Yes, here's a fearful situation for me to deal with. Yes, here's, yes. here's something traumatic for me to go through so I can come out the other side and be the phoenix rising from the ashes. And, yes. you know, the, the hero's journeys, you know, that I wanted to take as a soul 
Did you ever read, this is a book that I actually have in my office. I give it out to clients over the years because I love it. Um, it's Neil Donald Walsh's book. It's called, it's the children's book called The Little Soul and the Sun. <laughs> I always it? say on the show, I've said it on the show probably a dozen times, that's my all-time favorite book. Yep, totally. It just, I <laughs> for mean, adults, for, children, anyone. Yes. Oh, I give, I, I hand it out like, like a library book in my office. I go, I want you to go home and read this. <laughs> that's like, so funny. Well, why? You know, I'm it's so, so funny mad at say someone. That. So I'm like, yeah, go home and read this. <laughs> and they come back yep. and they're like, yep. oh my God, my whole world is tilted. I'm like, yeah. So, um, you know, having talked about this so many times on the show, um, actually, Michelle, would you care to give people a summary of, of what the message is in the book? Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like what I was saying earlier in that, we were all okay. Let me let me give you my example of what I think God is and what the soul okay, is. Okay, great. so as you know, living in the South or in, in Tennessee, you know, many people come in and they talk about God. And I am not here to change anyone's mind. I'm here to offer something. You know, if you like it, take it or leave it. But many people come in and, and the way they talk about God, it's like Santa Claus sitting on a you know a throne up in heaven right. on a cloud. I'm <laughs> like, let me tell you what I. This is what I believe God to be, right? God is an unconditional, unconditionally loving energy. And God is like the ocean, and we are like individual waves as souls in that ocean. So we're not ever separated from God, but we're, so we're a small part of God that comes down in these bodies. So when we think about that book, Neil Donald Walsh did such a beautiful job. He shows souls as all these little candles of light. And then he shows them um, making agreements before they're born to come in and say, okay, I'm going to be your brother and I'm going to, you know, he doesn't say this, you know, I don't remember the exact dialogue that these little kids have, but they're cute. They have like a trunk of clothing and they're going through and they're like, okay, I'll be the brother and you be the sister. Right, right, right. And, you know, maybe the brother says, I'm going to be a drug addict. He doesn't say this in the book, but this is my example. And, and the sister says, okay, okay. And you're going to make mom and dad really mad. He goes, yeah, I'll do that. And then you guys get, 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 get to learn forgiveness. Um, I'm going to leave the family and you know, you're going to do this. And the little sister's like, okay. So that's basically what that little dialogue is in the book. And then they, they show these little kids. I think at the end, they, they show them coming down into bodies or into the same family. So that's what the whole book is basically about is that these souls pre-plan, pre-write what the big things, not day-to-day -day life, like what you're having for lunch, but I want to come in. I really need to experience regret or I need to experience forgiveness. So can you show up and be my so-and-so and really, you know, screw me over so then I can feel for, I'm going to have to for, for, forgive you. And they'll say, okay, I'm doing it for you. But don't forget, that was the one thing in the book, the little boy says something like, don't forget that I love you so much and I'm doing this for you. And that's the problem. We step down in here into the illusion and we forget because of that veil. We forget that people are here to help us and they're doing it for us. Yep. And he says, and I will have, to, you know, in the, in the instance of uh, giving something to forgive, right? The soul wants to experience forgiveness. The soul that steps forward and says, I will do something, yes. uh, you know, awful for you to forgive. But in the process, uh, I will have to have had to lower my vibration so much and dim my light so much. I will have forgotten who and what I am. And all I ask in that moment that I will have forgotten my who and what I am is that you remember me as I am here now. And I, it's such a beautiful, like, 
tear invoking way it's you know written out uh it's just so powerful because that's the thing is all of these characters playing these roles and these you know in stories and those of you have experienced something that you feel like you've been victimized these are souls that you know love you so much they've chosen to lose their own light and forget themselves so that they can do this thing to you so that you can have the opportunity to rise above it and uh and become uh, you know the phoenix out of the ashes and love them even though they did these things and it doesn't mean you need to mix it up with them and go and get abused or anything like that but seeing it for what it is that they're playing a role they're a prop in your movie and they signed up to do so because they love you so much and they're experiencing pain to do it because if they're doing something ugly you can guarantee it's because they're they're you know um hurting right they're, they're here to teach us for sure. And in meditation, this is why I love meditation. We, we get glimpses of this through experience. You know, sometimes we'll see a little movie of the veil lifting or we have the experience of God, you know, and we, and then we can re have a recall of, oh, this is why I'm here. That's right. I remember now. So, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Now, just to switch gears just a little bit, one of the things that you talked, uh, talked about you now you on your site, which what is your site, by the way? Um, it's michelleshelfont.com and that's C-H-A-L-F-A-N-T. But they can, anyone can get to it just typing in theadultchair.com. Got it. And that takes Got people it. right to the right to the podcast. Okay, cool. On the website. So that's still the website, but you know, it goes perfect, right to the podcast, perfect. So, I think. So you also write blogs mm-hmm. and I was looking at some of the blogs and there were a couple of them that I thought were really interesting and, and uh, jumped out. You also uh, have a bunch of free guided meditations as well, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I have them on my website and also on YouTube. And um, yeah, there again, I do a lot for people that are going through issues with self-love or codependency. Um, I just put one out on um, helping with boundaries. So I have a, a background also in hypnosis. So I kind of combine hypnosis into these meditations. And um, yeah, so it's a, just another way of healing for people and guiding them through and more into their adult chair energy. So they're they're energy based and um, easy to listen to. None of them are longer than 20 or 30 minutes, but if I even have a really popular one, um, it's called the five minute self love, the five minute self love meditation. It's one of the most popular ones on there. So yeah, lots of good stuff. Oh, cool. Lots of- I love that. I'm going to have to try, try that one out myself. I'm, I always say self love is the number one thing that all of us are here to learn. That's like, uh, the top of everyone's list. We have these varied paths, but I feel like that is like um, is sort of a consistent across the board with humanity. That is why I created this adult chair. That was one of the main reasons that I created it because I grew up feeling, again, anxious, depressed. I didn't understand what was quote unquote wrong with me. I did not like myself. I had such negative thoughts. I didn't understand why I hated myself, to be honest with you. And I started looking in my 20s and this is before there was a Google or an internet or anything like that. So I'm going to the library and trying to find books on this. And I discovered, I'm like, I just don't think I love myself. That's the problem. Like the voices in my head hate me. So I must hate myself is what I had concluded in my early twenties. And um, and then I remember one time hearing on Oprah, she had, remember when I, 
years ago when she used to have Dr. Phil on her show. And I was in a hotel room. I remember I had the TV on and I turned and, and Dr. Phil said something like, he was talking to some girl in the audience or on stage. I can't remember the whole thing, but he said, well, the problem is you just don't love yourself. And I stopped what I was doing. I spun around and I thought, here we go. He's going to give us the answer. <laughs> and he right. goes, that's what you need to do. And then they went on and I said, well, how do you do it? Mm. So that I remember that day so clearly. I'm like, wow. I need to figure out how to do that. And then, you know, 20 years later, here I am. And, um, and that was a huge right. part of why I created this adult chair. Because <laughs> what I realize is there is no magic pill. <laughs> If I had a magic pill for self-love, I'd be like a billionaire. But you know what I mean? So, but if we take these little, you know, it's a process for sure, but you've got to have the right process. And it is about getting in touch with the parts of you that are being so mean and using things like meditation, doing things like listening to your show, it raises your vibration. So there's so many things that help us to love ourselves. And again, that's why I created the whole model because I really want to help people do that. So... Anyway, that's that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, well, we're getting down to it here, but I do have a couple uh, quick mm -hmm. questions. And one of them, uh, you know, of course, my listeners know I love, love, love stories of synchronicity, serendipity, positive paranormal uh, stories. So do you have anything uh, up your sleeve like mm -hmm. that? Um, I have tons of <laughs> examples for you. So here's one, though. Oh. Um that actually came to me this morning. I love when things line oh, up. Oh, cool. Um, I, I like, I like yeah. uh, on the spot, very fresh stories, please. Yeah, this is a real fresh one. I was thinking about this on my drive into work today, actually. Um, how cool, really. Again, when we're conscious, we don't miss these things. And we really do realize we are so loved and so guided, but so many of us get lost and don't pay attention to the small, subtle signs that we see right in front of us. So this morning, I'd gotten up and I felt um, sort of like I was so connecting to my thoughts. And of course, part of our journey is learning how to become an observer of your thoughts. This is what I teach people for God's sake. And I'm like, why? I can't stop buying into my thoughts. So of course, when we buy into our thoughts, my mood started to slide. I was like, I am feeling anxious. I'm starting to feel like really sad. Like what's going on? Like, why am I beating up on myself in this way? And then I said to myself, okay, I need, and this is, these are some of the tools from the adult. Again, I go, you know, how do I help shift my energy? Because I can't stop listening to my thoughts and buying into them. And I said, okay, I think I'm just going to do some chanting because chanting gives, it's like mind food. Uh. <laughs> I call it mind food, you know? So if I'm chanting, the mind has something to do and there's some, something to pay attention to, but there's a lot of power in the words of different chants. So for me, Shiva is my, I mean, I love going to Shiva. So I just started chanting Om Namah Shivaya. Shiva is the destroyer of evil and the illusion and all of that. And I'm like, I got to get myself out of the illusion. So for about five minutes, I was just walking around the house chanting Shiva. And then I got in the shower and it was so cool because I have like, you know, the tile shower. So I started chanting Om, which is God, obviously. And I'm going Om. And it was so wow. beautiful. It was vibrating in the shower. And I then could feel myself just because of the energy of that start to lift out. And then on the way to work, I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to another one of your podcasts. 
So I pull out the podcast. Mm. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one. It was a recent one that had Eckhart Tolle on it, or that you had a, an excerpt from Eckhart Tolle, and you were, and you specifically, which was so divine to me, divine intervention and divine timing. You were talking about, and again, I looked at all these shows of yours, and I'm like, which yeah, one? That was like a week or two it ago. The most yeah. recent. It was like I don't remember how many back. You specifically were talking, mm-hmm. right? You specifically were talking about thought, not paying attention to thought, stepping into consciousness. And then you had Eckhart Tolle come on. In fact, my <laughs> husband called me and when I was on my way to work, I'm like, I can't talk. I got to listen to Eckhart Tolle. And I hung up with him and I listened to what Eckhart Tolle said. And then I got to work and I'm like, oh my God, I'm totally back. I'm reconnected to myself, reconnected to the spirit. I feel like a hundred percent. And it happened so quickly. And I could feel when I started chanting how quickly it happened. So yeah. again, and I was like, wow, there really is a loving being out there that's here to guide me, but I've got that's to pay so attention. Wonderful. And this is not coincidental that I picked that the most perfect uh, podcast. I listen to podcasts every morning. Other, uh, other so people, wonderful. I'm like, I want to listen to Brandon. Yeah, again. it I happens so much. It's like really once like you're in the flow and about. you realize, so you know, there is um, one. this benevolent force that is uh, coordinating the perfect yes. things to come to you, and you and you sort of meet it halfway by playing in that way i mean yeah then the amount of times that people will pick a show and it is exactly what they need it's like i'm actually developing an app right now where it has that as a function like um you know where it will randomly serve up you know uh from the universe if you will what you what's uh, for you at that moment and the thing is you if you're getting it it is for you it is perfectly brought to you and that's the thing is when you when someone understands that and you and you play with that idea then it can get really creative in the way it plays back and exactly like, mirror exactly what you're saying and they're thinking or dealing with and they just blow your mind you know blow your mind right and it's amazing right and it's so again it's so subtle but we ha- if we're paying attention boom you will notice it and there it is and then we really do realize God, there is something else out there that loves me so much that's here for me, that wants to support me, that knows I'm stuck in this illusion, but we got to pay attention. You know, pay attention when your clock says 1111 and 222 and 33. It's like, oh, there's the universe again, letting me know everything's going to be okay. So it's a little wink, a little wink. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, this has been absolutely amazing, Michelle. You are amazing. What is the best way for people who want to follow your work or connect with you or come to a workshop or any of those things uh, to do so uh, through through your website, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yeah, I would say to go to the website, michelleshelfon.com or theadultchair.com. And I have, you can sign up for the newsletter, then you'll know when a class is coming. But I also have, um, I have... I have Michelle Shelfont fan page on Facebook, but I also have, which is really cool, the Adult Chair Closed Group. So you go through my website to to be in, to invite or to request to join. It is the most beautiful space where we share vulnerable information. People ask questions. I go in oftentimes and answer, but it's vulnerable. Like people go in and say, "Hey." This is going on with me. You know, I just broke up with so and so, or I'm going through a divorce, or I, I, I think that, you know, it's real vulnerable information. So you've got to be ready. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't maybe don't yep. speak or they don't comment, but everyone watches. Yeah, they're observing. And they I have people observe. on the side, like in my clients yep. or people email me and go, this group is so amazing. Thank you. But um, so it's a really beautiful space to find Aww. support and guidance on your path. 
That sounds exactly like what we have going on with uh, I have a, the Positive Heads Facebook oh, group, and cool. it's the same same exact thing. Yes. Closed group, and uh, people are just the most amazing souls yes. getting together and uh, sharing and supporting one another and opening up about private things that you know they may not want the rest of the world uh, Facebook land yes. to you know peek in on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's so awesome that you're doing yeah. that too. I, I love I that. Love we it. have a lot of overlap for sure. And then I just I just started. <laughs> which I, I'm learning how to do Instagram. So that's just michelle.shellfun. So I post like some of my family stuff, but also business stuff on there. That's that's kind of fun. But I just I just started that. So, but I'm having fun cool. with that. I have to ask very, my teenage sons, cool. like, how, how do I do it? <laughs> what yeah, they're showing huh. me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm only about six months ahead of you with the, uh, the Positive Head <laughs> Instagram, but I, I really like enjoy it too and have some help with it. And um, so... Well, this has been amazing, Michelle. You are doing such amazing work and I, I just appreciate you. You're such a beautiful reflection. I do have one last question I'd like to leave you with. Um, and it's uh, it's a short one, 60 seconds or less. What is the meaning of life according to Michelle Chalfant? Oh my God. What is the meaning of life? Oh, I already said it. It's experience. That's it. Mm. We're yep. here to experience. 59 seconds to go. <laughs> Very oh, good. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I love it. That's, that is yeah, uh, we're just here a to wonderful experience answer. Life and learn and, and remember that we are living in an illusion. And the goal is, stay, is to stay connected to ourselves and to get back to that because we lose ourselves with our mind. So yeah. the goal is to get connected, reconnected back to ourselves, despite all of these experiences that we have. That's the goal. Below the chin. Well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Drop below the chin. <laughs> Michelle, thank you so much. Chin, I call it chin down. Chin, chin down. down. <laughs> Michelle, my chin is down. My heart is open. You're thank amazing. You. Uh, I look forward to connecting in 3D with you at some point. Until then, journey well. Definitely. Thank you. Thanks so much for having oh, me on. I appreciate it. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes. Since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting, uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world. Because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life. Because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.